This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 57, Regrets. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become Unstoppable Body and Mind. Hello, my loves. Welcome today. We're going to talk about regret. Super fun. (laughs) I always have fun topics to talk about, but it's good. It's good. This is going to be helpful, I think, because I've noticed it in my life. So I'm wondering if you guys will too. But first, let me remind you that I am doing a drawing for a $100 Amazon gift card. Please submit your entries to me. You can enter in one of three. Actually, you can enter in three ways. So if you go to iTunes, which I'll have the link in the show notes, you can rate and review my podcast there. Take a screenshot, email it to me, and the email will be in my show notes as well. And for a third entry, follow me on Instagram. You can screenshot there that you're following me and submit that as well. So three possible entries, get them in before the end of April. All right. Regret. (laughs) This came up for me a couple of times this year so far in some pretty uh, dramatic ways, I thought. As I've been the observer of my thoughts and my emotions, I found this piece of regret pretty fascinating. I had an experience traveling to Mexico for a yoga retreat. And it happened to be at a stressful time in my life where there was a lot going on, um, some communication with the lawyer I needed to have. I was trying to refinance my house. There were several things that um, I was trying to communicate with people using the internet and the place that I was staying did not have good internet. So I think the whole retreat was for five days. And the first four days, I felt very stressed out, very helpless, very worried about all of this stuff that felt like it was piling up. I couldn't take care of. I wanted to take care of. I was frustrated. I had a lot of emotions. And you know how they say that you can be on a beach and still be stressed out? That was totally me. The last day I realized that I was going to be going home and I would be able to take care of all of those calls and emails that I needed to. And so immediately what I noticed, which was fascinating to me, is that I didn't go into relaxation mode after that. As soon as I dropped that stress and realized I didn't need to stress about it, I immediately started feeling regret. Regret for the time over the past week that I had felt stressed. It's like my brain was used to this level of kind of general stress. And so as soon as that was relieved, I filled it with something else that kind of stressed me out. And that was thinking that I had wasted my time and feeling regret for the moments that were lost when I was in stress. Now, ironic, right? Because as I was feeling regret, I still wasn't in the moment. I still wasn't enjoying what was going on in front of me. I was still living in the past. 
this also happened to me very recently as I was getting ready to quit my physical therapy job, be a life coach full time. I realized that I needed to refinance my house first. So I ended up staying at my physical therapy job about six weeks longer than I had planned. And I did not have great emotions about that. (laughs) I was pretty resentful, pretty frustrated, feeling overwhelmed, feeling overworked. And it was a survival time for me. I got through, but I wasn't really enjoying myself or doing anything extra. It felt like pure survival mode. And I noticed, again, it was kind of like when I saw the end was in sight, it was the last week, things were starting to happen with the loan. I knew it was going to be done. I had one more week of work and I had this great attitude. I was still doing both jobs. And I think because I, you know, kind of told myself I only had one week more and I was just kind of feeling more positive. I was starting to look at this next week that I had in front of me as like, not a big deal. I can get through it. And as I started going through the week, I noticed how much easier it was for me to do all of the work that I had been doing because I had such a better attitude. And as soon as I realized that, uh, I went into regret. (laughs) It's like my brain did the exact same thing. I wasn't as stressed. I wasn't as overwhelmed. And then I went right into regret of the time that I had wasted being stressed, the time I had not been enjoying myself. It's crazy. It's like my brain had this certain level of kind of stress that I was causing myself, anxiety, overwhelm. And then as soon as I was able to kind of see that that wasn't necessary, something else popped up for me to worry about something that I couldn't control that was in the past. So I like to be the watcher of my brain. I like to see what naturally happens. And I was fascinated by this process, especially when I saw it happen twice. And I've noticed it with my clients too. So first I thought about why this happens. Joe Dispenza talks about us getting addicted to emotions. So on a cellular level, if we're used to having a certain amount of cortisol or adrenaline in our bloodstream, the cells are used to getting those neurotransmitters. And when we stop supplying that cortisol or adrenaline by our stressful thoughts, then part of us feels like that is necessary. Part of our our literal cells are used to having a certain amount And when it's depleted, it's like we start to look around the environment for more stressful things to give us that sense of uh, baseline stress that we're used to. It kind of makes sense with our survival brain. We have a negativity bias. Our brains are trained to look for things for us to find fault with and improve on in the future. But this is survival mode. We don't want to be in survival mode too long or constantly because it is stressful to our body. It's just like sprinting forever and ever. You can't do it indefinitely. Your body needs breaks. You need to slow down that nervous system so that you can rest and repair. So that negativity bias has served us evolutionarily 
but we can look at it now and see if it's really serving us or if there are some ways that we can manage our mind so we aren't so stressed. Regret probably does serve a purpose in order to see what we didn't like about what happened in the past so we can change it in the future. But our hindsight is always 2020. So when we're looking back, it's so easy to say, I should have done that. I could have done this differently. If only that had happened instead, why did I do it this way? Byron Katie says, when we think thoughts in contrast to reality, it will always give us pain. And when things are in the past and have already happened, that's the reality of what happened. Any thoughts that we have that things shouldn't have happened the way they did are thoughts that are just going to be painful to us. Do you remember the Buddhist principle that pain times resistance equals suffering? So if we have some pain and then we're adding or multiplying resistance to it, which would be things like wishing it hadn't happened that way, wishing the past was different than it was, all of that resistance multiplied by the pain leads to more suffering. If we had no resistance, if we could fully accept what happened in the past, we would have pain, but pain times zero, if our resistance was zero, pain times zero is zero, so zero suffering. So is there some reason for regret? Yeah, probably. And don't get mad at yourself if regret comes up. This is just your brain trying to help you. But you can also be that observer of your brain. You don't have to believe everything your brain tells you. Your brain often tries to protect you by telling you lies. I believe that all of us make the best decisions we can at the time with the tools and the knowledge that we have available. Even though regret was telling me that I should have done something differently. I look back to myself so stressed on the beach and have compassion for myself in that time and think, yeah, it would have been great if I could have just forgotten all of that and enjoyed myself. But the fact was at that time, with the mental state I was in, with the thoughts I had, with the tools I had, with the circumstances in my life that I felt like were real problems, that stress was the best I could do in that situation. When I notice that I'm beating myself up for something that cannot be changed, I try to understand it and have so much compassion for myself. Tara Brock says to bathe yourself in self-compassion. Sometimes it helps me to think if it were one of my friends or family members who was going through stress as she was laying on the beach, I wouldn't be nearly so critical of her. I would be so compassionate. And that's how I try to be with myself. Now, sometimes it's hard to be the observer of your mind and know exactly what's going on because things happen so quickly, 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day, and 90 to 95% of them are subconscious. So sometimes the best way to notice if you are indulging in some emotions is through your body. For me, stress, worry, anxiety, regret, all of those 
cause me to have some stomach issues. So I know that when my stomach is grumbly or feels off, that I'm indulging in some emotions that don't need to be there. Again, I don't have to beat myself up for them being there, but I do want to realize that I'm kind of indulging and that it's not necessary and not helpful. We are going to have some negative emotions that come up naturally. Once they're in our awareness, we can choose at that point if we want to continue to believe those thoughts, to indulge in those same emotions. And I find that our bodies are so good at letting us know when we're having these indulgent emotions by giving us some signals through our body. For me, when I'm having stress, anxiety, regret, worry, I feel it in my stomach. So when I feel my stomach turn or tighten up, then I can stop and think about what's going on in my brain at that time. Usually I find that with myself and with my clients, our body signals us when we are indulging in these negative emotions, when we're beating ourselves up, when we're spinning in our thoughts, that's when we're likely to have these pain signals, these neural pathways that were practiced to indicate danger, they get activated and we feel it as pain in our body. So use your body as your best guide. I've had clients that have shoulder pain or hamstring pain that they get to the point where they know as soon as they start to feel that pain, they check in with their thoughts and they find that they are indulging in thoughts that aren't serving them, in emotions that are painful and not necessary. It's like dirty pain. I have an episode about clean pain and dirty pain. And the dirty pain is when you're adding blame to yourself. You're beating yourself up. You're wishing something didn't happen the way it did. Things that you can't change, but you're just having such negativity about. So look for this, you guys. Be the observer of your mind. Be the observer of your body and your emotions. And See where you are maybe indulging in some emotions that are painful to you, which can actually be physical pain, pain in your body. All pain is perceived in your brain. So just because you feel it in your body does not mean that the origin is in your body. Most of the time with chronic pain, the origin is in your brain. If we're curious and compassionate with what our brain offers us, then we can move through these emotions instead of getting stuck in them and spinning in them. So be curious and compassionate with yourself as you watch your brain trying to protect you in survival mode. If you can understand that that's all that's going on, reassure yourself And be so kind and loving and understanding just as you would with another person. Extend that grace to yourself as well. All right, my loves, have a great week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.